0: Good morning and welcome to another totally Arsenal podcast. I'm your host Mornay and my co-host Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? Uh, really weird performance from an Arsenal team who struggled away from home, somewhat a bit too late, but looked kind of convincing away from home. Where was this performance?s throughout the season away from home.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. So the Premier League now, Danny dusted. Um, Arsenal made a trip to Burnley. Emery did now, you know, do the rotation thing again bringing in five players uh or sorry was uh, six or seven i sorry sorry. Like on the, the the last league game uh very even affair you know with both teams up for it because i also thought burnley would now somehow take the you know foot of the gas going into the like, with the last game of the season but you know they gave as good as they got and i mean for the first 10-15 minutes it was end-to-end stuff
1: to, to be honest with you, when I saw this the starting lineup, I, I didn't think Arsenal would have competed much. I thought it would have been actually a convincing 2-0 Burnley win, but the guys that were brought in actually stepped up to the plate and showed, you know, maybe there is kind of a hope for some of the players that started.
0: I think early on also, uh, like with the early salvos, Leno they then had to, I think, make a save from Chris Wood and then Obame also had Swinita yes. uh, post I across mean, ball, sorry from uh and then i think also a few minutes later this is all like 10-15 minutes uh charlie taylor the left back also dragged one of his shots wide
1: it, it, it was a it was a tight encounter you would have said it was a, a mid-season or start of the season clash actually the way these two are going back and forth with each other i do think Aubameyang should have put that chance away and perhaps he would have even had the golden boot to himself
0: Yeah, sometime after that, uh, Young then forced Eaton into a smart save. And then straight back on the other side, like from the counter again, Lowton then plays in Ashley Barnes, who forces Leno to punch the ball clear. Um, Arsenal so far, uh, in the first half, you know, dominating bit by bit. Uh, An away game with Burnley, giving, you know, as good as they get him. Chris Wooden again. Eater post, I think something in the so 20, either 25th or some minute. Uh, he was down, you know, trying to dominate uh, Mavropanos. So and this is also something uh, that I wanted to also bring up. Um, you know, Aiden, uh, I've, I'm somebody that you saw you know, all I have is back, this Mavropanos. But, you know, the last few matches I've now watched him play, he seemed very you know he almost like he allows himself to be dominated and i'm thinking to myself look this is now your chance look uh, you've now under a manager that's you know gonna probably give you more of a chance than say what Wenger gave you so you know make use of this opportunity but it seems he allows himself like he either ball watches or he allows the striker to you know have time to take the ball actually on and then he'll like instead of attacking the player he'll just keep on backing off backing off better. but i don't mean like backing off where he's, uh, you know, where he's alert of what's around him, like, you know, he's got cover defense, stuff like that. He just seems to back off and then once the guy is past him, then you can forget it because he's he's turned off pace. I mean, I don't know if it's based on that. He, look, he was out quite long. And I just don't know if that's also added to the fact that he's almost like, it's like watching Mertensucker turn sometimes when you're watching when people are running at him.
1: I, I actually was going to, you know, I know you were a big fan of him. I remember yeah. last year, you also spoke very highly of him. So I, I wanted to do, I, like I was giving him a chance because I know when you speak of a player, it's normally, like they are, like, they have the quality. Yeah. So like, but these last few games he has, like you said, been dodging. I didn't want to really say anything to you. I just thought maybe you'll come and him with me. But yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. But it, it seems like he is struggling and... You know especially with an arsenal team now who's short of center backs he could have shown like you know emre only needs to go in and buy one center back in the summer but it looks like we do need that two center backs that you're always speaking about but you know I, like my i think my only thing now for him is he should
0: like an outlet now for him is maybe you know a season out, out on low to a championship side just to toughen him up because i think mean, that is where you kind of make it, or break it because. Look, you're gonna be in under even more, uh, you know, for like in a more physical battle. You're gonna probably play more regular football. So now, like being on loan from a uh, like a top club to a, a championship club. So, I just hope something like that happens. We he could still have a future also, but I mean, as it stands now, I I don't think so.
1: Speaking about like I know we, not to go too far off topic. Like what like with Callum Chambers coming in as well. You, there's a lot of in like Rabah Holding will come back. So my Partners needs to you know kind of you know either go on loan or he could find himself drowning at the arsenal team you know yeah. which could have another inflow of defenders coming in
0: because i mean like like you know said was with, with chambers coming in because i think he's gonna probably get a crack at, at the, at the chancel of, of uh a career arsenal career but i just wonder if we're gonna you know say allow somebody like mustafi to go and then um look at the signer's already going so we also shorten defend somewhat so I'm mean, like my thought or train of thought is I just wonder if we're gonna allow holding and Chambers to come in and then maybe just bring one say top defender or you know a very highly rated type of center back to come in and with the other thing is I mean yeah I think that as we said now that with, with the I think championship also even the other league but maybe a, a tougher league 'Cause it makes no sense sometimes loaning somebody to say a French league or, or uh, uh say okay, some of the Germans can be tough, but sometimes it's like when you go to Italy and Spain, you're not really given that, you know, sort of battering that you're gonna get from a you know a six foot six type of se- uh, centre forward in, in the championship type of thing.
1: Yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of um players, you know, coming to the Premier League. It, it's a very different league. It demands high it's a high intensity, like if you I'm someone who likes, you know, watching uh, different leagues from time to time, watching other teams that I follow. And the, the intensity or, like, the physicality is not as much in the other leagues. Maybe a bit faster, but not as tougher and demanding. Yeah.
0: And then on back to the game, uh, said the fourth minute, Koscielny came on for Mavropanas who took some sort of knock. I mean, it looked again, again, very innocuous. I mean, he collided with either Ashley Barnes or Chris Wood uh, Woods and, and when he went down it's almost like he just couldn't get up again because he was like uh, calling for physio. Uh, uh, and I mean they then also felt that you know he can't continue in the game so of course he only came on and then with that substitution Arsenal defence actually looked less shaky because it looked more like a, you could see now what we were missing now for that 34 or 35 or, yeah, 33 minutes so he came on but I mean the, like the latter part of the first half also became a very scrappy and, 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 you know, some needless tackles going either way because, you know, people were, after playing the ball off Arsenal and even uh, Burnley were guilty of, you know, still getting their foot stuck in on players like after the ball was
1: laid off. Well, Chris Willock also had, almost had a chance at the wonder goal as well with a good, you know, receiving the ball, his back-to-goal turning and, you know, almost on like curling one into the bottom corner which just went on the other side of the post.
0: Yeah. So, you know, going into halftime, no-no. A lot more was now expected going into the second half. Um, as for the second half, Arsenal start again, you know, strong on the, on the front foot. Will be then drawing an uh, early foul from Lowton, that got the uh, Burnley player booked. Um, on 52 minutes, Arsenal break the deadlock. Um, Jack Cork, I think, played a back pass to me who was not... You know, prepare for that pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I like got away from him in that time that he made that little error, the split second error? Abameo was on him, nicked the ball, sprinted through and coolly passed the ball, passed the advancing keeper, 1 0 Arsenal.
1: It was a, a coolly done finish, and a of, of uh, maybe four weeks back would have possibly, you know, scuffed the chance, or, either against the keeper or just wide of the pole. But it seems like, you know, we're seeing, starting to slowly see that the bombing that I was speaking about that I wanted to start seeing who is bossing games and taking his chances. So there's a there's a well-taken finish and, you know, um, hopefully this confidence can carry through to the Europa League final.
0: And then also, started you know trying to take this thing out of the game and like, you know, leaving Burnley almost like just with kind of counters to attack us. Uh, Lichstein and then play the ball off to Mkhitaryan, forcing Eaton to make a good save. Um, 62 minutes, next substitution for Arsenal, Nketiah comes on for for Willock. And then a minute later, Arsenal, from great great hold-up play, it allows Iwobi to get himself into the box, float a nice cross towards Abameyang on the far post and the Germany striker finish with a sublime volley, 2-0 Arsenal.
1: You know, I just want to bring up something with Iwobi. Like, I know he's. we always complain about his final product. And there's been times this season where he's given, like, sublime crosses into the box or, like, whipping yep. in nice balls. I mean, if he can just, you know, emulate that more often in games as ever more of a final product, I do think that, you know, he could have a bright future at the club, even if it's not scoring goals, but creating them.
0: But, I mean, my take is still, it goes for the majority of the players that we have at the moment... I think that complacency has set in and like even like some like I'm sure Xhaka, there's still something he can offer the team, but while he has no, you know, somebody really breathing down his, his, his neck and, and you know almost like allowing him to sit out game upon game, they take that because I mean for them for me, the majority of the squad at times also take their this the, 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 the uh, place in the squad for granted. And I mean that is almost like a it's a dangerous game to play because you see Iwobi well, we now, he's been, say, out a few games now, he's now drafted back in. So now, as you said that a while back, now you want to now show the manager, look, this is what I can do, this is what I'm capable of. But I mean, if you're going to keep on with, uh, you know, when you see that indecision and and also with, with uh, say, with Jaka, when there's like, that expensive passes, which ends up causing more problems than positives, and then you you see, I don't know which game it was, you and I were talking about the time also where, Xhaka, for about 20 minutes was doing that passes, getting intercepted stuff. So. And then after from the 25th minute on, he started playing more basic football, like keeping it short, sweet, and, and and picking out players. Then everything ran smoothly for him. The most simply kept it. But the minute you complicate things, you just set yourself up for failure.
1: I think the complacency has been Arsenal's problem for for years now. Like the start of the season, we saw a different Arsenal. Why probably because we had to see players proving to Una Emery that they can be part of the squad. And, and I think that's why, up until November, we saw an uh, Arsenal team fighting for places. But then, obviously, injuries crept in. Once the injuries crept in, suddenly you realize, but hey, there's no competition for me at centre back in the Mortar of holding on. Um, with Danny Walbeck gone, there's no competition. So we saw players that didn't to to take their positions for granted. And I think that's what crept into the team eventually. Because, I mean, up until November, up until December, we were on a massive uh, unbeaten spree. Now, I think the complacency and, you know, earning the spot under Emery kind of, you know, showed that they can play, but when they knew they had a spot under reps, like you mentioned, it's like there was a dip in performances.
0: Because, look, you uh, 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 can also spread it to, with regard to uh, regarding mm-hmm. the result. he was starting to get dropped by Emery and almost like, you know, left out, left out. So, but for me, it almost like showed a kind of weakness from Emory going into the second half, where he was now, you know, forced to use Özil because we did not have un- other other real options. Because look, we got also burn players out. So that is also the problem. We we you know we don't have too big of a squad. So Özil was going to be playing say certain games with a, you know, it was not really a game up, at, you know, where you would be up for the fight type of thing. But we would have to play him. So I think that is where the problem, I think with next season, that's where we need to also bulk up the squad, you know, have you know a, a, a certain type of squad player that can almost like just walk into the team like we would have, uh, you know, that early years of anger where everybody knew what was at stake, so they needed to be on their game, you know, almost like 24-7 to play.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can't just have numbers, man. Like you don't want to just have players for the sake of it, because you're just filling up the bench. Like I just want to bring Liverpool up for example, maybe like you know, a Shakiri type guy that come on, it can actually do a job and win a game for you. And we've seen that with Man City even. I mean, heck they have um Leroy Sané sitting on the bench. Yeah. So
0: uh with regards to the game again, uh 61st minute after we failed to clear the ball, uh I think it was something like twice, because I think the ball was just <laughs> yeah and
1: Yes, then, yes.
0: At the yes. time of calling, Burnley substitute, Goodmanson, floated in a very nice ball into the box, and Ashley Barnes nodded past. But, uh, you know, the Serie Arsenal defence at passed, you know?
1: Kind awesome. of summed up our season, actually. You know, that, that defending, that sort of defending. You know, they've had ample time to get the ball out of the box, and what happens, they're dilly-dallying and not getting the ball away and sloppy defending, and we concede. Luckily, it was 2-0 at the time, but I mean, this has been the story of Arsenal season.
0: That, was, you know, that goal almost like seemed to now wake Arsenal up, we'll give him a kick up the backside. As Arsenal started peppering the Burnley goal, as well as trying the utmost to get Aubameyang, his at it. Aubameyang missing two clearing chances, unreal the range, he missed one of the two, because I think one was about five yards out, and he ends up just skewing his foot <laughs> further. You know, and... I think that is where I saw. I don't know if you saw that article of Ian Wright. We Ian Wright said, you know, he was willing Abameng to score that if three goal to get the golden boot. But I mean, through these little, you know, these type of chances, we cannot really, you know, bury that. I think that's also been the the, the our weakness of the season. That you know, just getting that tackle part at the end of a game.
1: Yes, I, I, and I mean Abameng for me should have won golden boot, but like eight goals because you should have had at least 30 goals
0: and then i'm in mean, fourth minute of injury time in ketia i wrapped up the win for arsenal as he will be we sends him through second uh, assist of the day a perfect through ball and is firing his effort beyond eaton 3-1 arsenal
1: yeah i'm, I'm big ups to Nketiah as well getting his goal in the, in the premiership i mean i i only get it in the last day of the season
0: yeah, and, you know, and now with that goal and the win, it seals first spot for us. You know, in the season that which ended like league-wise, actually uh, quite anticlimactic for me because you know at the start of the season, okay, with a new manager, not too much was like expected, but no one sees what you know clinical finishing and focused defending would have got us. You know, where I in the league, I find because at the end of it all, Spurs end above us, losing thirteen games, only drawing two. We managed 10 defeats and seven draws. That needs to be CBS seriously rectified next season, you know, with the next uh, title challenge, if we're now going to be up for it.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but you look at the true title challenges and you look at Liverpool and City, they they never threw much points away. And for Arsenal, I think to get there, there's at least a heck of a, 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 a lot of work to be done in the summer. First of all, I think defending, like we saw Liverpool, they, they were a very free-scoring team um last season but coming to like this season they kind of bolted the defense the football wasn't as free-flowing but they the clean sheets said it all so hopefully you know we can build from that and try to not throw away points like we did this season yeah because i mean for me besides like goal difference stuff and that i just
0: think we also conceded way too much because then i mean even in in games we could have also been game changers you know, games like that, uh, you know, where we were talking, I think, last week or two weeks ago, those games where we, like say that, that Wolves game, we could have taken the loss, like, say, 2-0 or two, yeah. but we end up conceding late on in that first half. That's already a, another blip on our record. Then you take that game against Leicester, it should have also been, you know, I'm going to say a narrow defeat there again. We end up. Conceding very late on in injury time, and you know that all that type of goals has also cost us, like you know, in the, uh, in the long run. Now,
1: definitely, even if we look at a five-one loss against Liverpool, that should never, we should never be losing five-one. I mean, I know it was a sloppy game, but I mean, looking back, there you lose two-three-one, but you don't get humiliated five-one. Mm. So you know, draw into that long, odd
0: Premier League season. Uh, so now we're going to do just some, you know, off-topic uh, mentions here. Um, I noticed the last few, actually the last week or so, it's almost like the media is trying to cause friction amongst the Arsenal fan base because now all of a sudden, look, it's not necessary, but now all of a sudden they are throwing out transfer budget numbers, which, I mean, look, most clubs try to keep that as close to their chest as they can. We talked about it a few weeks back or so. But I mean now and then of course you you get this annual thing that they they just love doing to like sometimes Arsenal or even say Tottenham when now they start saying yeah you know key players are wanted by top clubs and, and you know it seems too much clickbaity stuff that's floating around. So does not like you need to really, you know, fault out what you can because you don't know really what to believe because now all of a sudden you've got oh Barcelona, Real Madrid are after, luck like is it, uh Barcelona want Aubameyang, But you know, these journalists or sports journals they write these articles but they don't think look does it even make sense what you're writing the, like you know if obama is, uh, is like playing first team football in it where is he now? just gonna say oh yeah i'm going you know uh, down tools i'm gonna go to barcelona we if you look at that squad where does someone like it fit in because i mean like
1: Griezmann's yeah, coming in probably
0: and they've just got that look malcolm okay i don't know how that thing is working out but i mean other than that, you're, gonna, you're probably going to end up doing to your career what, what people like Silicina have done. Were well, you just going to end up being from a first-teamer to a bench player and just coming no. up in special games
1: or Copa del Reyes? That happened to Coutinho, actually. I know he has played a few minutes, like he has played a few games and stuff like that. But he's not the same player he was at Liverpool. At Liverpool, he was a, a icon, you know, everything was played through him. At Barcelona, he became another player, and it looks like they want to ship him out at the moment. Yeah, that's true. And
0: I mean, if I, if I, if there's any warning for for Arsenal players now to eat, especially I'm talking of the key players of Arsenal. Just look at how things panned out for Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, it came it came with a massive, massive salary. He decided to, you know, throw all that away for for that sort of wage, and I mean, it ended up just petering out to nothing, and he's become almost like an eight figure now at United.
1: It's so sad Of eh? um, our player of that quality, like, you know, if there was games you would look at and think back of how much Alexis Sanchez actually was such a icon in that Arsenal team and he threw it all away, to sit on the bench for, you know, X amount of wages. It's a sad, sad sight to see such a quality player just, you know, career, just take a downhill down like that. One thing,
0: one thing we had also shown with Alexis, when you have somebody like that, you know, he wasn't say liked by many saying the dressing room. But you know when he was gonna go into that field, he's gonna put, you know, body and soul on the line for the club and for getting the points and whatever. And I think that is a certain thing a certain aspects in our current squad that we don't have, that sort of you know almost like with Henry also, he would play himself till he was literally into the ground, you know, almost like he had to uh, just collapse on the ground to that point. We don't have that with this crop, and I think that is where you're gonna need that sort of leadership or leaders in that squad that's gonna add that sort of drive to the team coming for the like you know for the for next season.
1: it would be interesting to see what would happen if we could get another Alexis Sanchez type player that kind of takes care with the scrum of the neck and make sure, even though they're not involved in attacking front, they're at the back time to get the ball, winning the ball back and trying to get the team going again. So I wonder, like, who, who that could be, you know, if we could sign somebody like that in the summer.
0: And I mean, look, I'm not saying now all have to, like, say if we have a technology, all have to now do the... the. the I mean, I don't mind in the midfield where they do the crafting, a bit of crafting, and it, but not where they're just going to be out at the back to help out. But I'm just meaning, like, if you, if you, if I mistake now, say to those that we've been linked to at the moment, like um, Ryan Fraser and, and um, that Wolfram are. You know, you have not two guys that can play on like, either can play on each wing, but they can. You know, they can almost like tear your part. It's almost like you'll be more of a a worry for opponents than you know where it's going to be this whole back and fro. Because it's not like you're going to make that that left or right back think twice before you know coming forward. Because I think that's also we we've been dominated this season where opposing fullbacks are playing side up and Arsenal have no real answer to it.
1: Yeah, that 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 definitely makes a massive difference because teams don't fear, well fear playing a high line in a pressing game because they know what can happen if you get the ball over them. So we don't have that at the moment. Those spicy type of wingers, at mean, all cause danger like that. You look also
0: like just for a quick example that, of something now recent. Recently, um, like that Valencia game. Okay, we won the game, but look at that first twenty minutes. The minute they picked out that they're gonna get. Maitland Niles, that he does not have any help on that flank either. They're almost like always going to be two against two, 2v1 two, two with him. Because the minute he starts pushing forward, all they would do is just belt the ball down the flank and they in, like, you know, free run at Dalgo. And that is where yeah. that sort of aspect of our game must change. We, they should also know look, if Maitland Niles goes forward, a Torreira or jaka drops into that sort of position or you know where Torreira for a few seconds will be a right back type of thing we need that sort of slotting in because currently we don't have that everybody's like you know doing their own thing in the middle of the park
1: that's where leadership comes in that's where you know I don't think a Tony Adams or Patrick Vieira would have allowed that I mean they probably would have shouted at or given a good rollicking to the players that's like you know, bombing out like they're not covering each other. They like there's just nothing of that. Like that's Costriani's job as captain. But it seems like the captaincy is just handed to almost everybody in the team that you know there's no real leader that will they will listen to.
0: I mean it's it's gone through from Wenger to become also I mean, I find it also a joke the way Emery is now also the, the 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 captain's arm because I mean one minute is almost like I was like shattered out of the squad in the next game. He comes in, boom, he's captain. Then you think, huh? how does
1: that make sense? And, uh, yeah, that, that is a, yeah, it's a big issue, firstly, like a true leader. We need, we need a proper leader. I think yeah. cars, with cars probably, you know, petering out, we need a, a captain captain, who you can say for, he's going to be on the team sheet every week, not just somebody that's, you know, if he's on the team, sheet, he'll be captain. If he's in the team, sheet, he'll be captain. Because I, mean, I don't see... Cause only really marshalling the defense.
0: I mean, sometimes you do see it with, with um, Socrates. We like, you know, when, they, when we start getting overrun, you get see he's on the point like you know you should be protecting us here, and you'll be, you know, sometimes you see him sometimes crap on Mustafi's head also because of the, you know, that lack of focus type of thing. Because I think another say uh, maybe a quicker defender next to Socrates would also help we'll come next season.
1: Yeah, maybe he won't be as reckless because you know, yeah. some of those desperate tackles sometimes makes is because the Arsenal team is putting him in that position to have to make that challenge. Yeah. I'm sure he at, at, at Dortmund, uh, I didn't watch too much of his games, but I'm sure he wasn't as as um, loose headed like he is in this Arsenal side.
0: I don't know, you've seen also in games where it, it gets very, really, you know, feisty. He sometimes does try to calm the thing, like at, at uh... Uh, yeah, Diak, yeah, Acabi in that game against Valencia that, you know, that they, they kept on, you know, up in each other's faces, but he was always trying to be, like, you know, the peacemaker. So I just think he does have a calming influence. It's just, you know, he gets himself in that position because the people left and right of him are kind of letting him down.
1: Yeah, uh, and there's another thing I wanted to mention. I read, uh, like, you know, those clickbait type things. You know where I read where they said uh, if Arsenal don't win, the Europa League to get in the Champions League, they're only going to get 40 million to spend.
0: Nah, I mean, you know, to be honest, like you see these people put out these figures. I mean, my like my take is look, you're going to get the fixed budgets, which is like club to management, where they say, look, that's going to be the, the money. But then they don't think, some of these journalists don't think also of. That other money that comes in also from, you know, when you look at Adidas, that money comes in only July 2019, I believe, 1st of July, I think. Then that gets activated, which means that uh, the chunk of that money is, is going to come our way. Because you can got to tell me, uh, like this Ornstein guy knows it's the exact amount that's going to be, you know, passed on from that. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah.
1: Because
0: I just think there's other money also coming in, I'm sure. And I mean, look, I don't know if there's, there's a whole thing with Emirates also, if they're going to uh, bump up money also with regards to stadium uh, naming rights and that. But I, I still think there's more money coming because ever since that time, also with Young, where everybody said, also oh, don't have money to buy in January. And then they ended up splashing all that money on Aubameyang. There is money. It's just how it's going to be spent, number one. But I mean, number two, also don't believe also everything you read.
1: Anyway, it's something else as well, isn't it? I don't know you know, how true this is, but is there any truth with this Man City thing that they could be banned from the Champions League for a season because of that, you know, the, something of their misleading with their finances?
0: I mean, to be honest, you have to see it to believe it because everything that comes out of UEFA slash FIFA's mouth or mouths, always, so they talk a big game, but when it comes to it and they get challenged in arbitrary court or... Uh, the, the, send, the, the fine or sentence is appealed, you know, normally call, come off scot-free because, I mean, look at that Chelsea start uh, about start of a few months of the season, they were supposed to get a two-year two ban and yeah. up down to one, and even the one is being appealed. So I don't even know if Chelsea will get the ban because as I said with, with the Man City thing, it's all talk. I mean, look, these teams should somehow get uh, some are uh, not I wouldn't say just fine other sort of action must be also taken against because PSG have done almost like the same thing and they also got away with it and I mean for me it, it doesn't put everything on a, a normal playing field if you're going to keep on well because look Arsenal's put himself in a situation where we've now gone and said oh yeah we're going to stick by FFP and now you have teams doing their own thing playing like you know almost like overspending compared to what they're making
1: look where that's got us, eh? Look where sticking to the FIFA fair play as has gotten us, the financial fair play study has gotten us. It's it's we 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 went from you know a team that was guaranteed a top spot in the top four. We now like you know falling behind the picking orders. So sometimes we can't always just play by the rules or the like you said, FIFA and UEFA have to put down or the yeah. FA even should put down strict laws and stand by it.
0: I mean I think you have to uh, make an example of somebody eventually. So, there's, you know, because you can't just talk a big game and not do anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. Is there anything that you want to add from your side, so? Yeah,
0: I just wanted to say that um, with regards to next week's podcast, we're just gonna do a Europa League uh, build-up show and, like, you know, go through our progression in the tournament. Maybe also touch on our opponents for the final, Chelsea. Like, with regards to Their key players, their key injuries, and you know what to expect maybe of the final. But I mean, I would like to end the podcast off now. I wish you guys a fantastic weekend. Hope you guys enjoy whatever football, the ESL floating around on TV.
1: (laughs) Bye guys, enjoy the weekend.